Hello. Welcome back. That was some sweet 80s synth that we had there. This movie, of course, is just rife with it. Yeah. And sexy sax. Yeah. A lot of that as well. Yeah. I just want to apologize beforehand. I'm feeling really sick, so if my voice is even more gravelly and incoherent as norm- than usual, that's on me. Sorry. That, that, that is on you. No one else can really, you know, <clears throat> take credit for that one. But, uh, Jerry could. <laughs> it's an inside joke. Uh, let's see. I mean, anybody who made it to the end of, uh, what was our last movie? Action a- Jackson. A- Action Jackson. Thank you for making it all the way through. That, that, yeah. Who would have thought? We're wrapping up Black Exploitation History Month with the man. You know, we couldn't do Black Exploitation History without talking about Steve fucking James. It's impossible. I mean, a guy that we rave about once a month because we always seem to find a way to sneak him into a movie. Well, we didn't sneak him into well, a movie. Well, Cannon always but found a way to sneak ex- ex- him in. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we just happened to pick these movies that fortunately have them in it. But, yeah. man, this is a hell of a movie because not only is he in it, starring in it, he also co-wrote it. Well, he had to write it because he he was sick. He, you know, most people would just would whine and cry to themselves and be like, why isn't, you know, is, why isn't Hollywood making movies for me? And he's like, fuck this shit. I'm sick of being a sidekick. I'm going to write my own motherfucking movie. And he did it and he made it happen. And I salute you, Steve James. And he certainly fits the bill. Like, he does, a, he... he Gives the same performance we've been wanting for the longest time. I mean, I wish to say there wasn't a Dudikoff connection here because we're used to him just playing like I I I don't I don't know. He he's like Dudikoff's Magoo and you know, Steve James is guiding him through his crazy world. But oddly enough, the connection to Dudikoff here, this movie of course is called Street Hunter. Right. Two years later, Cannon made a movie, and it's officially known as Rescue Me, but it's unofficially known as Street Hunter, starring Michael Dudikoff. So if you search for this movie, you might find Dudikoff's weird romantic comedy. Way to totally like undercut your boy, Dudikoff. It's like, he goes yeah. out, does his own thing. You should be happy for him. He made your should fucking career. Be. I mean, he basically carried you, and you're like, "No, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna come <laughs> up with a movie with exact same title and fuck with his shit." And it does because if you fucking Wikipedia. Riff was saying Wikipedia, that pops up first. But thankfully, I mean, we already know there's gonna be a lot of people on the Steve James, uh, you know, boat. He's you're gonna be loving him just like we do. Our Twitter people fucking love Steve James, and that's why we love you. But there's a lot of other weird connections we'll get into here. Of course, Red Brown and his classic Rebel Yell are going to be featured in this movie. Just want to say, we've done a few Red, Red Brown movies now. I've seen them in a few other ones. Yeah. The cover of this movie shows him with slicked back hair. No, at no point does he have slicked back hair. Shows him in like a tight black t-shirt. Again, no, no t-shirt. He's always wearing like He's uh, wearing like winter camouflage fatigue. So like the black... Uh, white and gray like camouflage snake Pliskin wore it and escape from new york but he's got the total outfit yeah yeah and then uh last well that was i we were and we're gonna show it later on when we do our cut to our trailer he's like 90 percent of the trailer i mean it's like it makes sense like when i was watching it you told me about that but then then i actually watched it before (laughs) we're gonna cut to the trailer here um 
And it makes sense. He's building up how tough this guy is. He's making him seem so, you know, well, like just he's, unbeatable. And on, the, on the movie poster, he's front and center. It's like there's a huge picture of Red Brown, tiny little picture of Steve James. Yeah. That, okay, that, that part is weird. I don't, like, I'm sorry. Red Brown ain't, his, ain't bigger than Steve James in my world. Yeah, I agree with you there. As much as I love, uh, you know, our old friend Rebel, I, no, Steve James, he's what I uh, pay the price of admission for. Exactly. Um, speaking of price of admission and paying for it, while uh, since there was no Wikipedia page, looking at IMDb, just so happened to scroll the bottom, and there's one person who left some very unkind words about this movie. In fact, the blistering, only... scathing, scathing, talking about how unwatchable this movie is, and of course, IMDb. He had... said pro forma. He's using was... phrases we've never even heard of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> quell. Um, so. The the part that was probably most fascinating to me, there's three things here. IMDb has like a rating system. He gave it three out of ten. Then at the bottom, he handwrites four or zero out of four <laughs> stars. But then wow. he also takes the time to say that the soundtrack was pretty good. It was. And that John Leguizamo single-handedly made this movie worth watching. Yeah, there's a very like early John Leguizamo uh, role in this one, you know. I mean, just, he was okay in it. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. well, like, what did you feel? But I, like, I mean, yeah, I did good. I thought. I he, think John Leguizamo wrote that scathing review. I think he did too. I, I think, think he just Steve James must have like accidentally. Steve James is always cool. He would never purposely make someone feel small. But I think he probably did something. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I could see that definitely happening. Like a woman just like left Leguizamo for him, and he was just like, hey, I, I think don't that know. bar scene was supposed to go completely differently. But you know, look at Leguizamo and uh, Steve, you know Steve James were on the set, and every lady just naturally went to Steve James. So they were just like, hey, you know what? Let's roll with that. So shame on you, John Leguizamo. You got better things to do than <laughs> write. Got better things than write <laughs> scathing reviews <laughs> of Street Hunter, the movie that made you, as far as I'm concerned. As far as I'm concerned, put you I, on the map. Hey, I didn't. I, I couldn't even think of another Leguizamo movie. He was uh, the little clown in Spawn. That's all I remember. He's been in a ton of shit, but I'm, I'm with you. I can't remember anything he's been in. But he's yeah. been in a million in the nine late nineties. He was in every movie. All right. And I don't remember one of them. I'm glad that Steve James helped him get his career off the ground. That's what he does. That's what he does. He, he, that's the thing. Steve James is the most selfless action hero of all time. He's so busy making other people stars. Dudikoff, whoever that guy was that replaced Dudikoff in American Ninja. <laughs> that, that, that we, we haven't done American <laughs> Ninja 3. We haven't done American Ninja 3 yet, have we? No. That always irked me that Dudikoff left. He had, like, greener pastures. And they were like, okay, let's get a new white guy. Like, Steve James couldn't take over. Like, his character has history with this franchise. You think he would become the American Ninja? No. They just made, they put him back in the sidekick role, and they had that other guy I don't remember right now. Yeah. I don't like it. That is really disappointing. I mean, they could have easily, I mean, they explained everything else in one minute. They could have explained, you know, Dudikoff, or, uh, Steve James learned the ancient ninjutsu arts at, you know, a fortnight, you know. Right. Who knows? Who cares? But, hey, we ready to get to this trailer? Sure, let's do it. This sh- it's called Rescue Me? Yeah, it's called Rescue Me. <laughs> well, not in my world. It's called Steve James in Street Hunter. 
In the deadly drama of New York's drug trade, there's a new player on the streets who's not playing by the old rules. He's overwhelmed the police, overpowered the mob, and even taken on his own gang. Control the city with you or without you. But one man stands in his way And when it comes to playing by the rules, this man creates his own. Because you were once on the force. Don't think you can do whatever the hell you want. Steve James is bounty hunter Logan Blade. And now, the battle for the streets of New York is about to begin. Street Hunter. All right. Great trailer. Really to the point. Great think, trailer if you love Red Brown. I think it's only a minute and a half long, though. Mm-hmm. There wasn't like the long, just like vehicles, you know, revving up and explosions. Revving up, yeah. Yeah, I heard the rev up. I like that rev up. I like rev. But, uh, do, I mean, do you want to start this off? What, do you, what are we doing here? We open up at a graveyard. Spooky. Very spooky. Let's just point out now, this movie, 90% of it takes place at night, in the dark, like... Very murky. Very little lighting. Very little. And we, uh, I think is, I think Steve, or boy, Logan Blade is Steve's character's name. Very great fucking action star name. First Blade in movie history. Yeah. First Logan, too. Oh... And he's in his Punisher battle van with his dog Muncher. It's a Doberman Pinscher. Beautiful dog. I love Dobermans, man. I love. I, I really would love to get Doberman. You don't, you don't find when I was a kid that was like the most popular dog. It was yeah, seventies. That was a very then eighties. Well, of course, I grew up in shithole fucking town, so pit bulls were like the eighties dog, and like from now on. But, what? When did Rottweilers? When was that? Yeah, I don't know. I they're kind they of brief... they kind of go back and forth with pit bulls. I mean, they're. Do you think so? Yeah, I thought they were like back and forth with Dobermans. No, nah, well, I don't not where I was from. It was all Dobermans. Okay. Was, I love. Yeah, they're great dogs. But uh, so yeah, he he's a bounty hunter now. He used to be a cop, like all great action stars. He's got to work outside of the law in, yeah. order to, in order to uphold it. Yeah, the only way to really get anything done is to work outside of the law. Exactly. These fucking liberals in their due process. <sighs> and so he, word on the street, there's a drug deal going down in the graveyard. So this is where we're introduced to John Leguizamo, the, guy, the hater of Steve James. Character's named Angel. And he's the head of a a gang called the Diablos. And there's friction between the Diablos and the mob, the traditional Italian mafia. So they show up. <laughs> I guess they're, 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 the Colombians are like, I think they left the package of drugs underneath a tombstone. Yes. Great place to leave. So, drugs. and it, it was like, it's like a Batman thing. So the like hinges on the tombstone, they just push it over. Oh, and yeah. then there's, 
And so they're a collector of drugs. Mafia knew about it, so they show up. Yeah. And like, hey, forget about it, man. That's our drugs now. You're running in on our turf. Hey. Oh, hey. Is Fonz in this gang? <laughs> it sounded like it, yeah. And so there's there's friction. So our boy Steve James, you just see a mustache. Yeah, I like the close-up of the mustache. And it's just glistening a little bit. You got the nice brimmed hat. Oh, he's got the great. He's the fucking modern-day cowboy, dude. He's got the leather duster. Yeah. And he's got the fucking cowboy hat. Looking great. So he's like, I'm going to hold back. He was going to, because he's looking for Angel. He wants to bust that guy because he's got a bounty on his head. Well, yeah, he's going to let this whole scene play out. Exactly. And he's, he's just going to watch. I mean, yeah. he's 25 feet away. If they yeah. just turn right. He's eating popcorn and yeah. shit. And one party turns right, the other party turns left, they see him, but they just don't. Oh, do they? Because this movie is so dark, I didn't That's see him. That's a good point. So. It's so fucking dark out, they <laughs> yeah. just don't see him. He just, he's like Predator, he just blends in. Right. So, Legazamo, Angel, doing it, the best acting, apparently, ever. Yeah. He is fucking just killing it. He gets right in the mob boss guy's face. I don't remember his name. Let's call him Mikey? Sure. Mikey, the mob boss. And he, son of the mob boss. Son of the mob, mob boss. And he gets right in his face, and he's like, ooh, that's a nice bag of cocaine you got there. He takes it. He doesn't gum it. He snorts it. You know, usually when you yeah, test usually, it, yeah. you gum that's it. That's how no, I do it. I just rub it on my gums. Yeah, he snorts the shit out of it. And he's just like, Mikey's just like, hey, you don't know what you're about to do. No, I can't do it. i got to go straight to Scott. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing here. This is this is our thing. You know, turf, we, yeah. yeah, we got guns, we got everything. And he's like, oh, do you? Snap, Angel snaps his fingers. And then Red Brown just appears from behind a tombstone in his fucking winter camouflage outfit with a Uzi. I guess that's the proper camouflage for a graveyard. <laughs> I guess. He wears it everywhere. It's proper, it's, that's the proper urban camouflage. <sighs> and his, and his like snaps his finger and his crew show up and their uniform is just like baggy Blue jeans and yeah. white like sweatshirts. Yeah, it was like a gray, Dingy white a gray sweatshirt yeah. and like some fatigue pants of something. No, it sort. was like jeans. It was oh, like was baggy like nineties like blue jeans. So they're looking. Oh, and then just like an undescript hat. Yeah, I mean, I, you would think they would all be wearing the badass winter camouflage, but no, that's just Reb's look. It was too expensive. All right, probably. <laughs> so I was like, hey, any extras? Can you just bring in a gray sweater and uh, that's probably you know, like jeans. Blue jeans. Please. I got that. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. And they just fucking annihilate the whole mafia. Reb fucking does the rebel yell that he does every time he shoots a gun <laughs> in a movie. <laughs> that's a rebel yell. That sounds more like Howard Dean. <laughs> well, that's kind of like what Reb does. But I, I fucking love this call task. call back to Howard Dean. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you remember that, but yeah, everybody remembers that. But it, it was it, it was it was great because Reb is just like robotic as fuck, more yeah, than usual. Thing. Yeah, and it's because he's constantly going over his encyclopedic uh, knowledge of like Alexander war tech, yeah. war tactics. War, you know, he's constantly giving us war like facts while he's murdering people. It's yeah, I, I wish I was better at histories and everything. His, his, he had a huge hard on for Alexander the Great, but he talked about other guys too. But yeah. that was his one boy. He was just like, yeah, this is the Shinzu tactic, and and we've just incorporated some machine guns instead of. Ninjutsu stars. I, I'm sorry. And so they kill nothing. they kill all the mafia guys except for Mikey. And so now Angel's like, yeah, what's up now, motherfucker? 
I got my army with me. You ain't going to do shit. And, he's like, and then, of course, Mikey turns to immediately into a bitch because that's what he is. We ain't got his boys with him. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, you can't. You, I'm the son of a Don. You can't do this. He's like, oh, can I? Yeah. Like, Rebel. I, I'm sorry. I got to point this out. Reb Walsh, he tells his boys, like, all right, we're moving out. Angel, let's go. And Angel's like, hold on. I need a minute. And he's like, Angel, you need to come with me. And he's just like, I got to do something real quick. And that's when Steve James pops in. Because Angel, like, disobeying um, Reb becomes a big theme of this. Yeah, because he knows he needs Reb. And Reb knows he needs Reb. And Reb never lets him forget that. So there's a tension between them through the whole movie. Yes. Now, he killed Mikey, right? Yeah, they killed Mikey. Is that before or after Steve James shows up? That is... uh, that would be before or uh, after Steve James. Wait, before Steve James shows up. Man, I had that backward. Okay, so yeah, so Angel shoots him, right? Yeah. So Angel shoots Mikey, which you don't you, you don't shoot a fucking Don's kid, but he 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 he's just high on. He's like, I have Reb with me. I have Colonel Walsh with me. He's been in Angola. He's been in Vietnam. He's been everywhere. I mean, the guy's whole repetition is a repetition. Uh, Rebutition. Rebutition is just going through wars. Like his, he's his a, reputation. His reputation. He ain't got no bad reputation. Uh, his whole story is, is that he goes from war to war to war. He wants to just. He just wants to fight. And yeah, he just lives for battle. That's all. He didn't give a shit about money or any of that shit. And so yeah, so once again, oh, the rule of law. That was the other thing he pointed out. The rule of law. Rule of law. And uh, so, like we said, Steve James is just holding him back. He's like, now's my time, because he wants to get that sweet-ass bounty on Angel. So, does Reb, Reb takes off, right? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Okay. Reb, Reb takes off with he all leaves the guys. Some of his, he, doesn't he leave some of his guys? I don't think he does. I think he leaves. Okay. But then, so, because I could have swore, didn't Steve James kill somebody? Or, like, fuck somebody up. I don't know if he killed anybody. Yeah, okay. Let's say he left two and <laughs> okay. shot him. Me okay. halfway here. <laughs> okay. And so he apprehends Angel. And so he brings a man to the precinct. And this oh, is what we. Yeah. Takes out Angel's men. <laughs> and okay. So yeah, him and the dog. And so they're driving in the Punisher battle van that Steve James has. And while we're doing it, we're getting a little PSA of what's going on in 1980 with the drug war. He's listening to like fucking talk radio. Rush Limbaugh's talking about it. Yeah. He's like. They're just, the Colombians are ruining our country. We need to build a wall. You got, I mean, I think <laughs> I think Trump saw this movie before he came up with the idea for the wall because he was so worried about what's going down down south. I mean, they literally point out what they quote as shithole nations and everything. So, a lot of these talking points were have been used recently. So then they they finally roll up into the precinct, and this is where we learn about. Uh, our boy Steve. Yeah, we gotta Logan. get we gotta get more exposition on this man. Well, first they he throws Angel into they even though he shot Angel. They throw him into jail with a gunshot wound. That's yep. kind of I don't know if that's if you're the right. They throw a little tape on it. Okay, that's enough. And he's like, I'm gonna get you, motherfuckers. I'm Angel, the Diablos. Did you notice those bars? I do. I've never seen a movie where they have they had a curvature in the yeah. in two of the bars so his face could like stick straight out. Maybe through. that was so they could. Hand food. I don't know. If I don't know. It, was, yeah. it made me laugh, though. And so Steve James strolls in. He's going to talk with our boy, the captain. And before he does that, we see a cop reprimanding like a rookie cop. Yeah. 
and he's like, you you know, like, you know, Steve James says, excuse me, and for everybody's eyes goes to his dick and shit, and because he's a female cop and the male cop too, and he just walks past, and she's like, who is who is that? And we get this exposition dump. First off, he's like Logan. His eyes light up. His My day has just boy. Been, his day has just been made. They go in for a bro grab and everything, and then you know Logan's like, I gotta go talk to the chief. So he's like, all right, Logan, you know how it is, man. Anytime, anytime. And so now we're just left with the two cops again. And he starts telling the cop because she's like, what was the deal with him? He's like, have you ever heard of Action Jackson? Yeah. Because Action Jackson was the star of his track team. He went to Harvard. <laughs> that guy's ten times the man ten Action times. Jackson is. You know why? The, you know the reason uh, Action Jackson was an All-State? <laughs> Logan Blade right there. Yeah, High school accolades, man. And they're just dumping us with all these facts and how he was on the police force. He would have stayed on the police force, but they challenged his integrity. Well, yeah. Well, first, well, I think that's later when they could see that we see the uh, the chief. But what he does tell, no, right he tells the rookie, I'm, I, don't know, I think you're wrong, because he tells the rookie, you should be more like that guy. Mm-hmm. And then because no, I think what happens was then we meet up and th- I got. Bl- I admit, I got blindsided. I didn't think. I thought I was too smart for these movies, but I got blindsided because we meet two cops: Riley, black cop. We're in the same boat here, man. Wellman, the white cop, who's totally jealous of fucking uh, uh, Logan, Logan Blair. Yeah. and he's totally he's trying to undercut him at every turn. And then they they bring up like his history, and here's what happened: like Logan Blair's longer cop. We don't really know. We just know he he got accused of doing some shady shit and just the fact that they accused him of it he's like that's enough for me to quit fuck you guys you just slap my integrity with your dick i don't like it (laughs) i'm becoming a bounty hunter and of course his boy fucking i think his name was uh, captain ramirez he's just like logan it was ramirez you're amazing he uh, like logan comes in wipes all the shit off his desk away someplace to sit and the chief is just like Hand in his chin, you know, like just ogling him, gives him the details, and that's when uh, our, our Tom and Tom, yeah, uh, Wellman is just stewing. He's like, and he's like, do your job, and I won't have to do this shit, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, bah, bah, bah. I mean, we were talking about John Leguizamo and being an actor and everything. We have Tom Wright, who's been in everything, including Seinfeld, and then we have uh, fucking Tom Christopherson, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, who I remember. And it's funny that he was in this movie because I literally just watched. I've been watching the repeats of Buck Rogers' TV show from the 70s on MeTV. Me and <coughs> he played Hawk, who was like the bird man. If you've ever seen the show. So, like, instead, because like the guy, the actor's bald, so his character had like a feather like hair. It, it was like, good. yeah, it I was great. I loved Hawk when I was a kid. He was, he was sweet. But, of course, Wellman comes in, and he's got this file, and he's like, there's this huge massacre at the graveyard. And Logan's just like, yeah, I know. I was there. And so they're like, what? This guy, he's got such a fucking... And Logan's just like, silencio. (laughs) (laughs) And he hammers, you know, he's just like, look, you need to look into this guy, Walsh. I heard about him. His name was dropped. He was there. So the chief, of course, was just, Logan, thank you so much. And if you ever want my job, just let me know because you're so much better at it. And so, you know, 
Logan's going to hit back to the streets. He uh, Well, he's got his lady to account for now. He's got to get to the club. But before he leaves, Wellman's got to give him a piece of yeah, his Yeah, he's mind. like, how dare you like, embarrass me in front of the chief? Logan does not take <laughs> shit, though. I mean, that duster and that hat, would you? No. So, uh, yeah, Wellman gets all up in his face. Look here, mister. Don't you tell me how to do my job. I'll tell you how to get out of the way of the law. And then uh, Steve James does the fucking ball, ballerist, ballsy move. You could just grabs Wellman's junk. This cradles it. Just he doesn't even squeeze it. Just cradles it. Let him know I could crush your balls at any yeah. time. Makes perfect eye contact with him. And then he drops a one-liner, but I don't remember it. Yeah, I don't remember it either. <laughs> I don't know. I think it has something to do with balls. Let's say that much. Officer, I think you're getting a little like you need soft? To, You need to grow a pair or some shit. Like yeah, that. something like that. I think you're getting a little too soft. It's too good a line because there were yeah. some really bad Chuck Norris-inspired lines. There in really was. Um, but yeah, after he's done cradling his balls, he mimes that he's going to shoot the guy in the face. Yeah, he goes, Pow. Probably things you shouldn't do in a police department. Well, but, if you're Logan Blade, you exactly. Can if you're Logan Blade, I mean, I, I think you saw four or five people in the background like swoon over that moment. And then Wellman, like, oh. Wellman's partner uh, Riley's like, "Well, just let it go, bro. Like, let it go. That's Logan. He Blade. will fuck you up. I was his partner at one time. He will fuck you up. Yeah, yeah. That's the part that you need to really pay attention to. I didn't notice that. So then he's like, since he he doesn't get down to the precinct ever so so much anymore. So he's like reminiscing with some yeah. other guys. He meets like a beat cop, like you know, old O'Malley was probably his name. And of course, right as he walks in, it's like Logan. My mama jamma. <laughs> He's trying to get down with the brothers, you know, which is why he is our one of the good ones. Yes, he's the one good white person in this movie. Yeah. He, 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 he loves fucking Logan. He talks to him like he can do. He did the handshake. He get it down. He was like the only white person, too. There really wasn't. Well, yeah, Wellman was. But he was a bitch. Wellman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh, and Rab, of course. But he's a villain. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so, yeah, so they're reminiscing. Like, how your old lady doing? Oh, you busting my chops. You know a blade. <laughs> I got to get down and see her in a minute. And he's like, you know, I got to I gotta go. Before I go home, I got to transport that angel guy, you know, to somewhere. Ooh, that's a good segue because you know what we got to do now? We got to check in on Angel. And he's already being transported from, you know, the PD's yeah, they jail got, cell. They got him in a paddy wagon. And they're driving him through. And, of course... Reb Walsh. <laughs> I don't know his first name. So Walsh is already setting up all of his troops. Yeah, he's he's always one step ahead of everybody. He's 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 like, what would Alexander the Great do? I know, he would set up an ambush. <laughs> and thankfully, they have to cut through the wharfs because everything happens on the wharfs. And his crew, his sweatshirt crew, jump into action, take out the paddy wagon. This, I know some. I, oh yeah, I mean because. But this is the thing about this is why Angel and Reb have tension because Reb is all about surgical precision. Yes, and he he's got his machine gun. He's screaming like a maniac. He's doing the Howard Dean scream, and he's killing cops. <laughs> but Angel's got to take it one step further. Yeah, and he goes, "Hand me that bazooka," because it's happening. Bazooka. Because this is fucking the eighties, like well, nineties. The movie yeah. came out. You get bazookas were everywhere. Everywhere. And he decides to blow up a cop car. I love I love that the police escorts had a bazooka with them. 
Well, that was probably fucking Walsh. She's you think they prepared. brought it? Okay, yeah. that makes more sense. And so they blow up a cop car. Like, <laughs> and he's like, cool it, Angel. Walsh is pissed. You hear him over the, you know, because they all have like headpieces and everything. He's like, move out, Angel. That means you, mister. He goes into mom mode at that moment. <laughs> it means you, mister. But uh, now that we know Angel's been bailed out of the paddy wagon, we got to go back to our man Logan. Well, he's got a date. He's got a, well, it's kind of a date. He shows up at this bar where his lady Denise is a jazz singer. Yeah. And so he shows up his finest set, like it was like a silk <laughs> shirt, shiny as shit. The only thing shinier than his pecs was that shirt. And everyone's like, oh, Logan! Everybody. And, of course, a nice young lady comes up to him. She starts, like, just... Rubbing his thigh Yeah, shit. like, can I buy you a drink? And he's, and, he's uh, nervous as hell. Like, I've never seen such good acting well, in my life. Well, because, well, as we learn, you don't want to upset Denise because she's watching this. <coughs> she's not the only one watching either. Like, the fucking... Uh, some, some random guy, the club runner, is also watching. Oh, which, which weird, oddly enough, he was the guy that you're talking about. He was he. That's Richie Havens, who it's weird. He was in it because he's like a black folk singer. He was at Woodstock, and it was just oh. weird that he just popped up in this tiny role. But yeah, he notices too. Mm-hmm. And he's good friends with Steve James, and probably, and who isn't? And so, Steve James shoes are off. He's like, look, that's my lady. I'm hardly ever here. I, I'd like to be here every day to see her sing, but I'm saving the world. I'm too and busy. So when I'm here, I got to have my attention on her. Beat it, broad. I understand <laughs> you want to fuck me. Get out of here. Yeah. So she does. Everybody's like, Logan, your girl is gold. Well, yeah, that's what that's what Richie Haven says. He's like, yeah. let me tell you something about your lady. I wish I could have a lady half as fine as that lady. <laughs> She's gold. You know what you do with gold? You hold on to it. That's right. So as uh, she's starting into her song, they can't play the whole song because of copyright issues. Right. So we go to a nice scene to kind of break that. T- we already had kind of a funny scene. We got to go to another funny scene. So, yeah. So there's some, like, young hooligans outside of the battle van of our man Logan. And like, yo, man, let's jack that fucking tr- man. And he's like, uh, that's a street hunter's van, motherfucker. I ain't going anywhere near that shit. Yeah. Read that license plate. It says old blade on it. That's Logan Blade. Nah, and nah. he's like, fuck Logan Blade. I don't know who the fuck's Logan Blade. So fucking dumbass gets his pry bar and he's trying to open up the fucking back doors. And then it just flies open, right? Because it has, like, fucking computer shit in there or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you see, like... It's kind of like the Captain America van. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure this is Rep's Captain America yeah, he's van. Like, yeah, it was like the budget was so low. He's like, bro, you can use my fucking van. It's painted black. <laughs> so he's got all these computers that boot up, security mode activated. It flashes four times. And then the dog, Munch, gets Munch, ready. Yeah. And he jumps out and, like, pins him down. They're scared yeah. shitless to move. And so they're stuck there for another half an hour while we join Logan back at the bar. Denise has finished her copywritten song that we weren't allowed to hear. And I believe they're, like, meeting up backstage. Yeah, because she's pissed. She just ran right off. After her song, she left. And he's like, oh, my God. I can't help it. Every woman wants to fuck me. God damn it. So he goes back. He's like, baby, I bought this new fucking silk shirt for you. Yeah. And she's like, look. You live in a van with a dog that I'm pretty sure you love more than me. 
giving the same fucking woman shit. You're, you know, just he's like, he's like, I'm saving the world, all right? Yeah. And he's like, well, how about my world? All about me, me, me with this chick. Yeah. And he, he's like, look, I am what I am. This is who I am. I have to help the cops. I am a savior. I don't even know how he ends up sweet talking her back. Well, she she she's smart enough to realize, yes, the world would fall apart without Logan Blade doing what he does. I, yeah. I, so she's like, all right, well, I guess we're going back to my place because you live in a fucking van by the way. Yeah, river. she does make a point of like, you know, giving him shit about that. I guess it's my place again. And then he's like, for like, like he did in, in American Ninja. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so they walk down there and then our boy Muncher's got these guys, you know, on yeah. lock. Yeah. And he's like, oh, baby, let me handle this. So he jacks up the one dude, the guy who thought, who didn't know who the street hunter is. Everybody knows who the fucking street hunter is. And he's like, who the fuck are you? And he was like, Scorpio or some like bullshit yeah. name. And he's like, uh, your real name, motherfucker. Melvin, Of course, sir. nerd name. And he's like, Melvin, yeah, I, I think I know you. I, I know your grandma. Ooh, Melvin, I definitely know you. And he's like, by the way, look at my lady. She's fine, ain't she? Yeah. <laughs> She's in G. And like, look at me, motherfucker. <laughs> and like, I know your grandma. This is are, so good. Are, are you, are, You're still in school, you, aren't you? Yeah. Are you still in school? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a senior. You can get your diploma? Uh, valedictorian, <laughs> sir. <laughs> valedictorian. And he's like, yeah, that's right. And I, I'm going to hold you to that. And I'm going to yeah. come to your graduation, see that diploma put right I'll in your be, hand. I'll be sitting right next to your grandma. Me and her are going to be smiling as you walk across By the By the way, he wants some beef jerky. And beef he, jerky. And then he pulls some beef jerky out of his pocket. We're not making this up. And then <laughs> and then he's like, uh, no, no, thank you. And he's like, okay, okay, I'll keep it from me. But look at my lady again. Tell her she's beautiful. <laughs> and then he just gives him a little slap on the face and says, be good, kid. Oh, of course I will, sir. I will, sir. So they pile back into the band to go to her place. Oof. And of course... I don't know if we get there right away. Do we go right to their sex scene? Yeah, I think I think they're driving and they get a little more of that, like, you know, baby, this is who I am kind of thing. But they go to her place. Yeah, they definitely go to her place, get that sweet jazz solo. Just as they finish up, they had the ten- the kindness to wait till they finish. They get a call. Because well, before they-, they, wait, 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 you're getting ahead of yourself. Before they start fucking, we get a nice shot of the pecs of Steve James. Right. And then they go down, pan down slowly. And then they go to his lady. And we get a nice, sensual, but tasteful yeah. sex scene. No nudity. We just get some silhouettes. Oh, yeah. Very classic. But they're banging. And then they're done. And then you can go on. And then we get our phone call. <laughs> oh, mimosas. I'm, I'm glad you painted that beautiful picture well, for that's us. That's what I do. I'm going to need a minute to let things, you know, calm down. You know, the standing ovation is standing. So we get that call. Logan, we need you. (laughs) It's the chief, of course, crying on the phone again because they're incapable of doing anything. So we get a nice eye roll from Logan. He's like, what now? And he's like, everybody's dead. There's been like 50 cops killed. All precinct is empty. (laughs) <laughs> we need you. Need me for what? And he's like, it's that Walsh guy. We think he, we think we tagged all of our guys. They got Angel. 
Our whole convoy that was delivering angels. They killed they- Officer O'Reilly with the mamma jammas. Uh, and then he's like, whoa, 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 what? My mamma jamma himself? This time, it's personal. Ooh. I think he actually says that. Oh, you know what? I knew something had to be personal here. Right. There's no way you go as far as Logan does in this movie if it's not personal. And so he hits the street, gets his fucking finest duster on. Boom. Walking the streets, all the porno theaters all around. The shady parts of town as usual. Yeah, nice fuck. I think that sweet ass fucking John Carpenter's intro music's playing. Yeah. There and was a lot of sense. He's shaking people down. Shaking people up. And while that's going on, our boy Walsh is doing his motivational therapy with people. Yeah. He's got his crew. He's like, look, we did great, guys, but we can do better. You know, it's like his like Glenn Gary Glenn Ross speech. It it is. And he, he, I mean his his sweat pant army sweatshirt army. My bad. The, sweat hogs. The sweat hogs. They fucking eat every word. It is gospel to them. I think they were even in an abandoned church, which makes that even more true. We got a nice American flag waving in the background too. Right. And he's just like Alexander the Great, this Julius Caesar, that Napoleon, this, oh, and they're man. just he's just filling their minds with like history and facts. It's like it's not just about killing; it's about fucking like history and yeah. learning. And so you can see Angel; he's just like, "Wow, this man!" I think uh, right after he's done, he dismisses everybody, and Angel's like, "Man." If I could just do the words like you do the words, then I don't know where I would be. And he's like, you would be great places. You know what, Angel? We need to talk. He's like, you fucked up, Angel. He's like, what? I can get more drugs? What are you talking about? That was was nothing. He's like, I don't give a fuck about the goddamn drugs. It's not about the drugs. I don't care about the bitches. I don't care about the money. He's like, well, what else is there? It's It's about the triumph of the will, motherfucker. Because he's all... Ripping out some Nietzscheanas now. Oh yeah, he's just totally like getting super philosophical. So while that's going on, we I'm get. Glad a... you wrote this down too, because I know <laughs> this is my second watching. Yeah, we we need a tension breaker because right. that scene was very. John tense. Leguizamo was just killing it so hard <laughs> right. that we need a little tension break. So we see two. I I guess they're there's, angels, men. Yeah, there's goons because they're not in the sweat hogs, right? And they're just like just. Fucking loving, you know, being around the sweat hogs, you know, benefiting from their tactfulness. And they're talking about what they're going to do. They've been getting so much money. And the one guy's just like, I'm just going to keep fucking bitches. I'm going to buy a car. Maybe two cars. I'm going to buy an island. An island? And he's like, fuck that, Holmes. I'm going to buy an island in Switzerland. Switzerland. And he's like, oh, shit, dog. That's like the best, man. There's so many women there. And this guy's like, and you know what, man? I love it because this is for back to foreshadow. He drops this little line. He's like, I love it when women put up a fight, bro. That's the Ooh. best. Mm. So we know this guy's a sex creep. He's a total creep. You can tell, by the way, he tells you he's a sex creep. So then we cut back. We got to finish we- up our dialogue with Angel and Walsh. And Walsh just left. He just tells him what the heck it is he's like follow my fucking orders asshole and he <laughs> i don't know where he's sleeping it's like a it's like a janitor's closet or something but he's got like this magazine rack and it's got scrolls rolled up into it and like random yeah. books it's, probably like ancient like our aristotle shit exactly on them, scrolls. and so he like he's like angel 
He's got a bust of Alexander the Great. He did. Yeah. He's like, Angel, you're dismissed. And then he like unravels <laughs> a scroll. <laughs> goes back to reading. I see. I fucking love Red Brown. He was great in this. Was. A little better than John Leguizamo. Yes, I would agree. So then we cut back to our boy Logan. He's talking to his main man, the guy he goes to when he needs word on the street, his fat friend Jamie. Jamie's letting him know. He's like, yo, what? It's it's getting crazy out here, Logan. How he, crazy is it? He's like, you know, I used to have to carry a bat whenever I'd walk the streets. I'm carrying this now. He lifts up his gut, and you see this little little derringer there. Just a little derringer. It's not that bad yet. That's like threat level, like pink. And then Logan's like, you got a license for that? <laughs> yeah, to my other uh, fat <laughs> pants. <laughs> and, and he's uh, like, <laughs> you know, whatever. You're my boy. I'll let you. I'll yeah. let that slide. But seriously. I need to know about this Walsh guy. Well, you didn't hear it from me, but Eddie, he knows all about that shit. Eddie? Eddie the fencer. Oh, man. I bet Eddie's a real fucking creep. So, of course, we're just going to jump right there because, you know, Steve James learns the filming style straight from our boy's canon. So, let's go to Eddie. Oh, shit. Let's get some tits in here. Yeah, because Eddie, he's like, I I, I got the, the... He's... I got the idea that he's like a fence, so he has like any when people have like stolen shit. He sells it off for him, so his house is full of shit. Just shit. And so broads want to be around him because he's got everything you need, and he's got to give it away for see, sexual favors. Exactly. So he's got some nice eighties skank there, the big hair, yeah. and he's got they're topless, of course. They're in, he's into a very particular, uh, you know, sexual act, is tickling. It? Oh, is that his thing? Yeah, that's what they were doing. They were just tickling each other. Yeah, they're having a good time. And bum, 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 Steve James just peers out of nowhere. Because the movie's so dark, he just walks out of a shadow. Yeah, of course, and uh, he hits him with, oh, tickle fight. Good thing I brought my feather. (laughs) And then he tickles the guy for like 10 minutes. It got really weird. But he got a lot of information. He did. And, of course, immediately the chicks are like, whoa. <laughs> what are we wasting You want to make this three-way a four-way? <laughs> and by that, I mean we fuck you and he watches. <laughs> they do specify a four-way, <laughs> as in guy, girl, guy, girl. Because <laughs> we can go any way you want, as long as you're here. And he's like, maybe next time, ladies. But I need some info. And he's like, well, I don't know anything. He first was like, he's like, ladies, get out of here. And he gives them an Excelsior 500. He gives both of them an Excelsior 5000 yeah. from, our, uh, from our Death Wish 3 episode. Of course. And they don't even want it. They're like, after they've seen him, he's like, what am I going to do with this? I can't believe you didn't even mention uh, one of our favorite lines ever gets mentioned in this movie. I don't remember. Don't worry, ladies. I'll keep it warm. Oh, my God. I did not. I fucking blanked on that. Man, I can't believe you missed that. <laughs> I'm sick. Okay. That's my excuse. That's a good excuse. I'll so, so yeah, I, I'm sad I missed that line. I'll have to watch it again. But, yeah, so then he's like, look, don't fuck with me, Eddie. What's going on? Well, uh, uh, Angel, he's back by the Colombians, man. You don't want to fuck with Angel. Don't tell him you heard it from me. And he's like, okay, I like that. So then what happens, Griff? I'm lost. Well, they, I mean, even run it down there to keep it warm. Uh, I don't know. Let's just. Uh, he, he goes, uh, no, I, I, I'm back on track. He goes, <laughs> he's got to meet, he's got to talk with Don Mario, who's the head of the mob, the guy whose son was killed in the beginning of the That's movie. That's right. So he goes to this 
most stereotypical Italian restaurant. There's the white and uh, red checkered tablecloths. Very stereotypical. Guys, it's spaghetti everywhere. Two guards there just to watch them. And it was eat. it was it looked like a super cheap set. It was that was not a real restaurant. And I mean, the lighting was just Christmas lights. <laughs> yeah. And he's like. Logan, what the fuck? Get the fuck out of here. Like, what are you busting my balls? And he's like, look, I if it wasn't for me, you would have got raped in prison, bro. All right? You owe me. Ah, oh, what do I owe you? All I need is a meeting with Don Mario. Can you make that happen? Okay, but we're even after this. Fine. So then he walks out. Yep. He gets his meeting with the mob and... I think they go pretty quickly just straight uh, to him meeting up with the Don. Like, uh, it's, out, it's out by the riverside there. No, 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 no. We cut back to Walsh. Oh, He's okay. He's still reading his fucking scrolls. Okay. Gets a phone call. This is where it threw me. Because we get a call from a cop. It's like, oh, oh, Logan yeah. Don you. I, I'm like, this is Wellman, that fucking bitch Wellman. He couldn't handle the fact he got his balls cradled. He's taking it out on Logan. And he's like, Logan's on to you. you know, blah, blah. He's like telling him all this shit that the cops know. And he's like, okay, thanks. Got they it. totally fabricated the connection on that phone because it's a Zach Morris cell phone. So it's like that brick and a half of a phone. <laughs> but he hears it crystal clear. I don't know what's happening. So then Angel just happens to be in the room. He pops up. Hey, man, how's it going there? You ever heard of the Trojan horse, Angel? Who hasn't fucking mm. heard of the Trojan horse? But apparently Angel hasn't. He's no. like, I don't ride no fucking horses. <laughs> John Leguizama killing that line. Killing it. And he just explains. He has to break it down. This moron. He's like, we're going to set up a, uh, a trap for Logan. Yeah. And, he's like, and he explains the Trojan horse to everybody. And he's like, fuck, I'll come out of a fucking pig if he'll get that motherfucker uh, off yeah. my back. And he's like, all right, the plan is set. So, cut back to our man Don Mario meeting up with Logan. Yep, and they're doing it, of course, right by the seaside. You can it's actually where you always do your fucking deals. Yeah, on the wharfs. It's the same wharf where you know you we had some action in uh, the New Barbarians. You can see fucking uh, that was Steve or uh, fucking what's his name? Fred Williamson. Fred Williamson. You got trash there. You got Fred Williams there, and now you got the Dom there. It, everyone's I there. I could. I saw. I swear, I saw Shane Kazuki riding his bike. Shane Kazuki. You had the drummer and every. It was. It was. Everybody was fucking yeah. there. It was the place to be. Even the World Trade Center was there. Even <laughs> too soon. <laughs> and so, yeah, he's just like. And then they get we get a nice pat down scene. Guy totally fondles fucking Steve James balls. A lot of ball he, he can get away with it. But at least there was no balls in a jar or dick. <laughs> no, there wasn't. But so Steve James was, hmm, I like how that feels. <laughs> and I think, didn't he say that? I and, think so. And then this guy's like, get the fuck out of here. Fuck this and fuck that and fuck it. It's like, all right, we get it. You're the stereotypical Italian guy. Shut up. And then Don Mario comes out. played. I don't know the guy's name, but he's like the mob guy in everything. He was on Sopranos. He was in Goodfellas. He was probably in The Godfather. Yeah. And he's like, look, we'll take care of it the way we take care of it. We don't need any help from you guys, you cops and you bounty hunters. Yeah. We'll do it in-house. And then he's like, oh, I'm trying to tell you. Okay. So, of course, they decline Logan's offer. They're like, we're going to get this guy ourselves. We're going out of here. He's like, fine. 
So then we cut to our boy Angel talking to a kid named Hector. He desperately wants to be a part of what Walsh has going yeah. on. And so they set up this plan. Everybody knows that Logan Blade has a hotline in his van. It, it is. <laughs> of course he does. He's got fucking NASA computers in that van. Right. Of course he's got a fucking car phone. So, you know, you call 1-800-BLADE and you get his tip line. <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't work out. I don't know. It worked out back then. Geo Blade. Go Blade. Go Blade. And he's like, look, you make this phone call. You set up. You, we want him in a particular place. We're going to kill that motherfucker. And you're in the gang. And yeah. this guy, he's, Hector, is so fucking geeked. He's like, yeah, well, I'll do it. I mean, Angel's gang is on the rise. So he's right. he's just trying to back the winner. Yeah, he knows you know, He wants to be on the winning side. And so he's fucking into it. And as the audience, we're just like, no, Steve, it's a trap. He knows that. He knows it's a trap. He looks over at Munch, and Munch is just like, these fucking fools. <laughs> Think they can fuck with us? Yeah. The dog actually talked. It was yeah. crazy. <laughs> and he's like, and then they high-fived. And, and then Logan's like, look, cause he, he knows. So he's like, meet me at the abandoned movie theater. Yeah. Because they were trying to set up their own. Yeah, meeting. Angels tries to set up his own location. He's like, no, 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 no. Meet me at this abandoned theater. So they do, and he's like, 15 minutes. So they don't know where the fuck. He could be on the outside of town, but he's like, he makes it there. Yeah. And Hector shows up, and he's like, look, man, yeah, I got I got." Something. His job is to stall Logan while the sniper who's in the balcony is mm-hmm. going to take Logan out. Yeah. And Logan's on to him. Yeah. He's digging for information from Angel. Of course, Angel has no information. Well, this is Hector. Angel's not there. This is Hector. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Hector. Ugh, ugh. Oh, boy. Uh, so, Hector, you know, he's trying to just, again, delay it as long as he can. And finally, that sniper sets up. He cocks back the bullet. And you think he's, you know, he's about to get a shot off when? Does Muncher gets him? Yeah, Munch, Munch fucking comes so, out. So, Muncher just rips his throat out. Brutal. There's if, blood everywhere. And then, in the process of shaking his little fucking dead corpse... Throws him over the fucking balcony. Yeah. And then Steve James proceeds to beat the shit out of Hector. Hector thinks he's going to do something. Because Hector whips out a machete. He goes like a... Uh, yeah. And then Steve James goes, I got one better than you. And he pulls out one of those collapsible nightsticks. That oh, that's so good. And they start going at it. And they're just... So Steve good. James is just fucking him up. I got to give it. Steve James is really good at making fake kicks look powerful as shit. Yes, he is. And he just kicks the shit out of Hector. But it was like... He was uh, a cat to the mouse. He lets Hector run away, only to do the super ninja move, or the classic Steven Seagal move, because Steven Seagal doesn't know how to run, where the person is running away, but he is magically so fast that he appears 4,000 paces ahead of him, just so when he turns a corner, he's there and, like, you know, finally delivers the final punch. So that's what happened when Hector is trying to exit the theater Steve James is just sitting right outside the door, just gives him one last throat chop and grabs him. And, says, pull, and hauls him in, takes him up to the captain. So, of course, the captain's ecstatic. He, he, he doesn't see fucking Logan two times in two days. I mean, he's, like, excited. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, like, they're breaking down Hector. And Hector's like, you can't break me, man. I'm a Diablo. And he's like, look, unlike you, you sellout white boy. And then fucking Ramirez loses his shit. Oh, my God. He's like, you motherfucker. I'm Ramirez. And he just slaps his shit out of the guy. And he's like, I never forgot where I came from. You did. Oh, man. 
and they put that fucker in the hole. Oh, so and good. Then, and then Wellman is still seething with jealousy over Steve James. Steve James is laying back. He's letting shit play out like he always does. And you're like thinking, I got it. I put it together. It was Wellman who called Walsh. It has to be. So I'm, I'm for that for the rest of the movie. I'm keeping my eye on Wellman. Oh my god, of course, because Wellman, he, he's obviously hamming it up. He's definitely got beef with uh, our man Logan. So naturally, it's him. So after Ramirez, this fucking bitch slaps Hector. He's like, "Here are those files we have on Walsh." Five, five days later, fucking <laughs> a, and they're like, "This guy, he used to be like a sergeant in the in Vietnam." And this guy in Angola made him a colonel, and he's just like this—he just travels all across these war-torn regions. Yeah. They're like, he's not a Democrat, he's not a Republican. I mean, even in those times, they were mentioning that <laughs> this person is a centrist, which I thought was weird because I'm a, not used to hearing that. He's an in, independent. Yeah, he just likes to fuck shit up. Yeah, and he's got his own law, just like Logan. And while that's going on, Wellman's just licking his chops, looking at fucking Logan. It's it's creep. And he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna follow him, see what he's he's up to. Yeah. So okay, now we kept. Here's something for you, you kids born after the year 2000. We get a collect call. <laughs> there's like <laughs> there's, there's a thing called the phone booth, and Angel's in it, and he's making a collect call to Colombia, and he uses a credit card. I mean. Coach taught us last week that phone call would cost you a shit ton. Like so much that you can't listen to somebody say something for five seconds exactly. because it's that expensive. And we're getting news that the shit's going down. We're taking out all the gangs. I don't know, tomorrow. And the, <laughs> it was tomorrow. And so. all the drugs are coming. We're going to be having a great old time. Yeah, I believe I've been trying to keep track of days. We're on like day two here. There's only been two days in this movie. So third day is when everything's going down. Okay. It's a Saturday. It's supposed to be a nice day. Sunday's going to rain, so they moved it to Saturday. Okay. And then I don't remember the Walsh Army montage. What's that? Walsh Army montage? It's probably just them uh, like in that abandoned. They, they have like so many abandoned I think factories. I think what it is is, yeah, there's probably some training montage, oh, but we also get some murder it, montage. No, this is what it is. You got to follow it in the second line because they're taking out. This is the next day that uh, Angel was alluding to. Right. They're, where he's saying, we're taking out all the mob guys tomorrow. And so this montage is Walsh and his boys taking everybody okay. out in these various ways. So we get the old guy pretending to be a waiter, and then he whips out a strangle cord and just slices the guy's throat. It's beautiful. We have one missed explosion, and we actually see the Don like on the outside. He's about to get in his car, but somebody else goes to open the door, and it explodes. Well, no, no, no. What he, he, you're right, it blows up. But he puts, first of all, he puts in a cassette tape into his tape deck <laughs> and plays some really cheesy, like stereotypical Italian music. Then he turns the ignition and it blows up. Oh, and, and, Don Mar- and Don Mario was going to get in there, but he didn't. Wait a minute. <laughs> he puts the tape in, starts it. Yeah, I don't the know. How, I don't know how that worked either. <laughs> Nods to his but. boss like, it's a more. <laughs> And so then Don Mario's like, holy shit, they almost killed us. So yeah, then we get the restaurant kill. Where the waiters are like, is that enough Parmesan cheese? Can I grate your neck now? Oof. Ooh. We get a guy in the hospital for some reason. He gets repeatedly stabbed. There's a random killing in an alley. <laughs> it's just like a guy walking in a tux in a brick alley, and he gets gunned down by 45 yeah. people. 
And then we get another speech, inspirational speech from Wall. She's like, oh, Alexander did the exact same thing to the Persians. He strangled them with spaghetti. <laughs> and they're just pumped. They're like, yeah! You know what? We need we need to get rid of that Logan guy. Go get his lady. Yeah. So they send that fucking, those two scumbags from earlier. They were talking about getting their island in Switzerland. Yeah, that Swiss island. And they show up, and... I, I don't know who's more badass, Grip, Logan Blade or his girlfriend Denise, because she rep- she commences to fuck up every guy who comes after her. You know what? I think more people should acknowledge what Steve James did here for. Uh, I-, I I'm sorry, I don't know the actress's name, but she fucking handles three dudes at the same time, and then a fourth and fifth guy comes in, and she handles them too. Well, right? She she threatened. Of course, they have to threaten a raper because it's the eighties. Yeah. And one, she throws hot grease on and then beats the shit out of him with a skillet. Oh, my God. That's a cast iron, man. That's and for life. another one, they grab her. They, they One guy gets her from behind, and then the perv, the guy who wants a fucking island in Switzerland, comes up. And he's yeah. like, about to rape her. He, and he gets he, a knife out. Yeah, he and he's takes like, a dick shot. And he's like, oh, mama, I like <laughs> And he's like, why don't you go ahead and do it again? Well, no, he he gets you know he gets a dick shot and he gets pissed off and he goes to slice her. She dives out of the way. He slices his friend's throat. Yeah, it was after she spit in his face. Oh, that's the, right. Yeah, because she he takes the one shot. He's like, I like. Takes the spit to the face and then the knife. So she murders like five guys, but there's one extra and he's waiting by the door. She's about to run out and he's but he's got a machine gun. He and you you can tell he's a badass because he has one of those greasy like. Dirty sweatshirts on. Okay, but like the four people she's taken out to this point are like maybe mid to late 20s, you know. They they definitely are just living this crazy life. And then the guy that's standing outside the door is like, uh, I, I can't think of the used car salesman and like just sad sack that they always use. He, you know he, he looked like? He looked like the... The Danny DeVito guy from Hercules. Yeah. Like, he was, like, an elderly guy. He was old. He was hunched over. He's wearing just, like... But he had one of those sweatshirts. Yeah, he was wearing... So you know he was a badass. He was wearing a a Charlotte Hornet uh, sweater. (laughs) And, of course, he had, like, stains all over. Which one was Charlotte? You're right, but that's just Charlotte. weird. Why would you say the Charlotte <laughs> Hornet sweater? Because I remember seeing a lot of those in the 90s. <laughs> okay. So it, it, that's what came to my head. And, of course, got mustard stains all over it. And he's got this fucking beautiful submachine gun. It's like, who gave that guy that gun? I don't know. And you, you're like, oh, fuck, Denise is finally out of luck. And then kapow, Logan Blade, just in time. He was yeah. like, I knew you could handle those creeps. I'm here for this guy. And he just takes him out. Simple, easy, <laughs> easy peasy. And then our boy Riley, the black detective, not Wellman, shows up. And we're like, yeah. what's going on? And we learned that these guys were partners. Logan and and, and uh, Riley yeah. were partners. And he's like, fuck you, Logan. You're coming with me. And I was like, what? We always thought it was Wellman because he was so fucking jealous. He of was Logan. such a dick. For, for a minute there, I thought just one of the good guys was going to be fucking Wellman. But... Well, he he was he's a better guy than Riley because Riley we we learned not only is he a fucking rat working for Angel and he was a guy that sold Logan out to Walsh, he yeah. also was behind the the ruining of his reputation at, yeah. at the police station. He fucking completely sold. Out. He was like, I, I was the guy who accused you of doing that. Oh, I was so sick of you getting all the attention. I I, I was almost there with Denise, and then you swooped in with your fucking packs and your jelly and your dick. 
can't stand you, man. And he's like, and I'm going to take your bitch. And he grabs her and runs off. So they've got Denise now. So and of course I, they've got. They've I got thought this was a, this is probably why Logan was so much better cop than uh, than Riley because I found it an odd choice. Like if he was in a cop car, I'd make sense. But he's in a regular car and he puts her in the back seat. Yeah. And so he's like driving and he's like got his gun pointed backwards. Like just put Smart. her in the front seat with you. Yeah. And Logan's got his fucking, he's got the turbo boost on his his, uh, his Punisher van. I, I got to say my eyes glazed over because this was kind of a car chase. Yeah. And well, I thought it was funny because the turbo boost was basically just some like uh, fireworks like strapped to the back. I did manage, like my brain clicked in when I heard that because I was like, wait, that sounds like sparklers. Yeah, it was just <laughs> sparks flying off the back. And that's probably what they make in sparks factories. They make cars that do might. that. And, but he gives chase. And they, and then fucking dumb Riley takes him back to the, I think he takes him back to the church the the base where Walsh yeah, hangs out yeah it, it was abandoned back, church yeah there's a lot of weird sets at this point so it's hard to know which one's which so he's getting Denise out and I guess Logan confronts him yeah who who was it that he was getting close on because he starts narrowing in on somebody was I it it he, was Riley I guess yeah, it he, was Riley he takes Riley out first. Yeah. So when Riley's hitting him with all these spider metaphors, and yeah, you can't catch this. The web is too deep, or something. It was fucking weird. Yeah. And he goes, "Catch this motherfucker!" And I don't even know how to describe it. Like you just put it right here. I, mean, I guess it makes sense. He harpoons Riley. There's like this little like harpoon shoots out of, of Logan's sleeve, hits <sighs> Riley in the heart, murders him. Denise takes off. And uh, did she run right into fucking uh, Walsh? Yeah, she goes down this corridor. It's like he went in a uh, uh, north entrance, and she goes out a west entrance exit. We don't know where that goes to, though. That's unfortunate. She shouldn't have done that. But, of course, she did it. And so, you know, Logan's got a follower now because he's killed his ex-partner and fucking turd of human, Riley. So he goes to figure out, you know, Denise is doing well and everything. I think she might have shrieked or whatever. And he gets to the end of that tunnel, and of course, Walsh is standing there, and he's like, hey, Logan. Shit-eating grin on his face. I applaud you. I think you're quite the human being. Right, he's like, finally, someone my equal. Yeah. I'm dealing with scum like Angel. I'm sick of Angel. You are amazing. I gotta tell you, the way you wear that duster, it makes my heart skip. That hat is also quite fantastic. What do you know about Alexander the Great? I know lots. <laughs> and so it's like love at first sight for Walsh. She's just like eyes are like sparkling. That's it. That's probably his incentive here. It's not about triumph of the city or whatever he's saying. He just wants to it's win like, Jack, uh, Logan It's over. like uh, Darth Vader and Luke. Like he wants to turn Logan to the dark side because he's like, yeah. you have the force. Like I have the force. And so. Well, Logan has Muncher with him. Yeah. And he's like, kill that dog. And then Muncher takes off. So one of the fucking sweat hogs, you know, gets their gun out and starts taking the shots at the dog. Misses every one of them. The guy never played fucking duck hunt a day in his life. Right. Every one of them. And so Walsh just very calmly is like, hey, guess what? Failure is not acceptable. Takes his gun out, shoots this guy in the fucking head. Right. Well, shrugs yeah. at shrugs at fucking Logan. He's just like, hey, you wouldn't have missed. And like and Logan's like, I can't argue with that. Can't argue with so that. So they capture Logan and Denise. They tie him back to back on some chairs. 
this is where we get like he's just trying to work Logan. He's like, Logan, you're too awesome for me to kill. Yeah. He's like, we have an honor system. I mean, it's our own system. Like we honor our own law, right? We're above the law. Exactly. And Seagal would say you ain't above my law. Mm. But he's like, and then he goes in about Nob because like uh, Walsh was a Vietnam vet. And he's like, we would have won that war if they just let me stay. I and, love it. And like Steve James was like, I think it was a little more complex than that. Like, no, I would have won that war single-handedly. I, it, if mm. me and Trump had been there, it wasn't for his goddamn bone spurs, oh. we would have won <laughs> that fucking war. <laughs> And that. Oh my god! And so, I forget what happens. (laughs) Well, what happens is everyone just decides. You know what? We can just leave fucking Sweat Hog fourteen with them. It's very much like a Adam West Batman. Like we're gonna leave you guys. We're just gonna leave. You know, we left them to a couple of Ricky. Well, because they have they there's one guy left, Don Mario. So Walsh wants to take him out personally. On what? I'm Don not... Mario. Oh yeah, yeah. They still got a, the guy from the failed explosion earlier. Yes. He heard it some more. He was like, "I actually don't like that song. I'm not going to get in my car until you play what was big in 1990, Vanilla Ice." Yeah, Ice Ice Baby. He's like, "Put my Vanilla Ice tape in there. I'm not getting in." Explosion. Word to your mother. Word to your mother. So they're after Don Mario, and they're like, "Sweat Hog 14." Well, Angel stays back for a little bit. Because he starts talking to Logan. Oh, that's right. He's like, I'm going to fuck your girl right in front of you. And then, and he's like, because I'm the boss, not Walsh. Yeah. Don't listen to him. And like, Logan's like, you're a bitch. It, it, it's, it's not even like hard to see this wound that's just exposed. It's just uh, So Jack, why do I want to call him Jackson? I don't know. Fucking Logan is just like, all right, well, I guess I'll pour salt in here. Oh, actually, no, Walsh is pretty smart, and you're kind of a fucking idiot. I mean... That there's just no way of putting it other than that. And so, you know, he's like, I'm taking you in the back. I'm going to fucking beat your ass. And he starts fondling Denise and everything. And, you know, Logan's going crazy. And he's just like, all right, let's do this. Fucking takes him in the back. Forget what happens here. (laughs) Somehow he gets a gun. Somehow No, I think this is what happens. Okay, I got it. Angel's (laughs) like, this movie. Angel's (laughs) like, Hey, I'm sick. Angel's like, I'm nobody's bitch, and then runs out crying. And he leaves the one sweat hog left, who's like another sex creep. Oh, he just runs away? Yes. Oh, man. Because I, I know. He... I don't like, He lives. I know that much. He lives. I thought he tried to kick him and shit. He, I, he probably did, but then he left. He's like, I it, got I to see somebody. It might have been the other guard. And so, uh, yeah. So we, we cut back. We get a nice scene before this happens. We get a scene where the mob they're at they're at a uh, uh, factory for uh, coffins. There's coffins everywhere for some reason, huh. and they're having a meal because that's what Italians do. <laughs> and then we get this like really like coffins so fine you can eat out of them. We get this great like it could have been straight out of 2019. He's like, you know what? These Mexicans are coming up, stealing all our jobs. They're run- they're taking all our great mafia oh, jobs. Boy. They ought to build a wall for this shit. I don't like it. And he's just crying because he's like, you know what? I got fucking bills to pay. I got a mortgage. And they're working for half of what I do. And you're like, that's not appropriate, Don Mario. They're hardworking people, too. <laughs> and so we get in the mind of Don Mario. So then we cut back. Logan, Denise. 
creepy horny guard. Horny guard is like, hey, man, I'm going to fuck your woman. And I don't know how. And then what? Well, for some reason, yeah, he's kicking the shit out of Logan. Logan's on the ground. Yeah. I, I, I have glimpses of him on the ground. He's on the ground. For some reason, they threw him on the ground. He's like, I want you to watch me rape your woman. I think that was it. And so Logan's got like his hands or, and legs are tied together. There's like a rope between the, the things on his arms and his legs. And the guy's like, here I go. And I think Denise kicks him or something, knocks him over. She does something. Yeah. And he gets a hold of the Uzi that the guard had. Yeah. And then Logan's like, ha, turn around. It's fair play, bitch. Cut me loose. Ooh. So then he cut him loose. And then I'm sure they just beat the shit out of the guy for a little bit. Oh, definitely. But now he's back in action. He's free, and he's got a gun. So, and while that's going on, our boy Walsh finally shows up. And this is how fucking ahead of everybody Walsh is. He knew. Somehow he knew they were going to have this little get-together at the coffin factory. So he had his men hide in coffins all around. Because there's coffins, like, all over this place for some reason. Man, I don't remember this scene, and I'm so happy this is what happened. Because and it makes it better. he's like, yo, what's up? And then he just proceeds to just fucking murder. Like, I always love this in movies where you got your guys like in a circle around guys and people are just indiscriminately shooting. Get, no one gets shot like on their side. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be okay with that if they're like, here's what, here, <laughs> like, what a tactician he is. Everybody make a circle and fire. Just make sure you hit the guys in the middle. Don't hit me. And somehow it works out. It, it worked out very well. I mean, maybe he put special bullets in there that just didn't pass through body. I, I don't know. It's very interesting. We could talk about this all fucking day, but instead we're going to talk then, about Logan showing up. Yeah, Logan shows up. I don't remember what he's he He's just did. hanging out. He was hanging he out in the fucking coffin factory. He knew they were going <laughs> to be there, and he just whistles. And he's like, that's some good murder you got there. I bet you can't get me. Okay. And he's just like shades thrown. <laughs> and then he's like, "Well, maybe I can't, since he's and since Walsh is the master technician, he always has to. He wants to have the battleground. He doesn't want Logan to decide. He's like, if you're such a badass, Logan, meet me at the old abandoned church, our yeah. hideout. He finishes murdering like five people, and then Walsh calls back his boys. He whistles for them like a bunch of dogs, and they all come calling. And he's like, "Hey, Logan, we're going back to the base. I bet you can't get us there, nana nana poo poo, like." children like children so and yeah so while logan's i think logan had to stop and he, he has some some errands pick up some dry cleaning he wanted so. to you know pick up a red bull and so everything. he's a little he behind so it gives reb enough time to set the stage and he does set a stage he's got like a crucifix with a fire behind it he's really setting the scene he's got he's got his best fatigues on and <laughs> i gotta get the clean fatigues out logan shows up Rips off the duster. He's got the fucking shirt with no sleeves on. Got the guns, petroleum jelly all over. Mm-hmm. Looking immaculate. And of course, like, Walsh is just waiting for him. Well, Walsh is like, damn it, why do we got to do this? Why can't we be a fucking team? Yeah, We're the, amazing together. The, the uh, stereotypical, like, look, we're not so different. In fact, we're pretty much brothers. And he's like, I think you're a piece of shit. All right. Don't you dare. And he's like, well, I respect you enough. I'm going to let you decide how we yeah. end this. Let's choose weapons. And he, Steve, fucking Steve. Steve fucking just flexes Logan. his back. <laughs> yeah. He just takes his jacket off. He says, and he's how about like, these? Yeah, 
Mm. And he's mm. like, fight with our packs? I don't know. He's like, hands, motherfucker, hands. <laughs> and then they proceed to just fucking beat the shit out of each other. I want to point out, this, I, this was very ahead of its time, because now with the uh, popularity of mixed martial arts, everybody does jujitsu and yes. like fucking fight scenes. Nobody was doing that back then. No. But fucking Walsh gets them in an arm bar, which yeah. you know, the Ronda Rousey move, which you didn't see back then. I will say, uh, Reb, who does, I believe he did the armbar? Yes. He looks as pathetic in his stand-up form as Ronda. Wow, that was a low blow. I'm sick of Ronda Rousey being the WWE. I still like you, Ronda. So, yeah, so they're just beating each other up. But, of course, fucking our band, uh, uh, (laughs) Logan, gets the upper hand because he's the, the best. So he ends up like getting up in the the ceiling or something. Well, he pulls some Batman shit. Yeah, I I didn't even notice how it happened. He's so quick. I, yeah, he just disappears back to the shadows. Yeah. And then fuck, he Reb knows he's like I've met my match. He yeah, started, I love how while while they were fighting too, Reb just gives a like like uh like hey. Uh, Benedict Arnold wasn't so bad kind of speech. Who, of course, was a traitor to us God-fearing Americans. But he's like, he was really fucking good general. He wasn't that, such a bad guy. Mm-hmm. It just shows how evil this guy is, that he would take the side of Benedict fucking Arnold. Yeah, traitor. And so, yes, Steve just does a Batman move and just disappears into the shadows. Walsh picks up a gun. Yeah, he's like, I can't beat this guy. Yeah, and, exactly. It was totally that. It was just like, well, I can't beat this guy in fisticuffs. So. And he's right because uh, our man Logan's up in like the rafters and he's he's setting up a little trap. He's got literally a trap. It's a trap door. He's got like bomb set up. He set that up? Yeah, man. You saw it. You saw him. <laughs> this doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but he licks the like the end of the wire and puts it. That seems like that would not be a smart thing to I, do. I have no idea. But I don't know. And I'm very confused by this kill. Well, we all were. Because, yeah, he sets up this trap, the perfectly laid, much like the spider Riley was talking about. He lays his own little web. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, he goads uh, our boy Reb into walking up to him. And Reb's like, I wish we didn't have to end this way. And he steps on this trap door. It's, he hits a trip wire. Yeah. And it, uh, then a trap door releases. And, and he, it's like straight out of fucking Wile E. Coyote. Yeah. And, it, and he falls down. There's nice red lighting underneath it. Yeah, it's great. And, and like, uh, uh, that's, Logan. As far as I know, that's it. Logan Blade, dro- no, he drops a, like a weak line like, I'm glad we we ended it this way. It was like it was so. I felt really. I was really disappointed in Steve in that line. You had a good rise, but how is the fall? No, it wasn't. It wasn't that good. Oh wow, that was good. I just made that up. Well, I'm up. just saying how bad You're, that fucking thanks, line man. was. Man, you don't compliment me enough on this show. So while that was going on, while that was going on, our man uh, Muncher was chasing John Leguizamo all through the fucking church. It, it was hilarious. It really cuts through like the tension of that. Fight. Right, they had Benny Hill music was playing. And somehow Muncher chases them up to the rooftop, and of course, our man Steve's chilling on the rooftop. I don't know why, because he just knew they had it planned out. Muncher, he's like Muncher, I want you to take him up to the rooftop. Dude, of course he had it planned out. He's always forty-five steps ahead of everybody. So then, like Wazama runs up. Fucking Steve just fucking clotheslines his ass. You're There's going no away. Line. You're going away, Angel. Because I could get that bounty on you, that nice fat bounty on you. You know, Steve James should teach Rhonda how to clothesline like that, but it, unfortunately, it's too late. 
Wow, that's awful. So he take he, he does a nice little. It gets like Angel can't shut the fuck up. So Steve's got to punch him in the face. Breaks, breaks his nose. Breaks the fuck out of that nose. Nice enough to set it for him. Angel is just like, just he's destroyed by it. He's like, I don't care about going to jail, but I need to be beautiful when I go there. And he's like, oh, okay. Resets his nose. <laughs> by the way, Denise is like out of the picture. She's like, I can't deal with this shit. So they're done. Yeah. And so he's feeling a little bummed out. So I think he takes it, he takes it out on an angel. He's taking it out on an angel. And he throws them in the back of the, the, the Punisher van. He's like, you know, the more, An- pe- the more people I meet, the more I like my dog. Yeah. Angel's praying for death, and he's just like, no. That's and too good Angel's like, come on, shut up, Angel. <laughs> and then he slams the door, and he drives off into the sunset. End of movie. End of Black Exploitation Month. Yeah. Man, Griff. I was I don't know why, but I was kind of worried what what was going to happen during Black Exploitation History Month, and it was a huge success. I'm glad that uh, people appreciate Black Exploitation. I I told movies. you this, but I'm going to tell the people who are listening. We, I actually had a listener contact me on Twitter and say, you know what, I never really checked out Black Exploitation movies before, but because of your guys' reviews, I check some out and I'm digging them. And that's like the ultimate compliment you can give. It us. really is, and thank you because we're not getting that paid to sweet do this. Soul. Yes, and we're, like the pleasure is ours. Yeah. Okay, and our boy Mike's excited because now he's our most by by far our most popular guest. Oh man, that really elevated his career. Yeah, he's he's. I mean, we. I don't know if we joke about it on the podcast, but he's stuck in a certain city called Redford. He carries Redford soil with him everywhere, and right. now when he returns to Redford. People recognize him. They hail him as a hero. And this is a person who has not left Redford up until like a year ago. And so everyone knows him already, but now he's a fucking hero. Yes, he's signing breasts. He's kissing babies. He's doing it It's all. amazing. Mayor Mike is what they call him. Yeah. It's, so it's great. I'm proud of you, it. Mike. I love it. Yeah. Now, you, Hair Metal Sean, up your game. We got to up that game, son. Speaking of Hair Metal Sean, I want to mention that... I, I think people who follow us on Twitter have already seen them, but we had some stickers made up. Ooh, yeah. And we had our boy, Hair Metal Sean, who's a very good artist, do them. Of course, the stickers of our man Shades from Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Absolutely. And so we want to, like, give some out to people. And, of course, we want to give our listeners first dibs. So if anybody wants one, I don't know. We haven't worked out the postage shit. Because <laughs> we we got, don't know the logistics yeah, of it. But we we got a lot of like European fans, which we love, but we want to make sure you get one. So we'll look into how much it costs because we don't want to charge you for these. We want you guys to have these because you're fans. So we'll look into it. But if you want one, look me up on uh, our Twitter at GNG Theater, and we'll do our best to get one out to you. Yeah. And so you guys can represent for us. We'd appreciate it. And Griff. I guess all that's left is to say what's up for next week. Dude, this is unfortunately... Okay, so as you mentioned last week, this is actually two... I mean, we all kind of pre-record these, but these are pre-recorded as in weeks in advance because I will be overseas accepting a medal from... It's a medal. It's a medal. It's a statue. They haven't even told us everything we're going to receive. We go into it a little further, I believe, and... uh, a different episode, but right. uh, yeah. So the next two weeks uh, are actually recorded a couple weeks yeah. ago. I'll stay here to hold the fort down. We'll get them out. Yeah, but yeah, they're not they're not as fresh as these are. Oh yeah, because you know we don't edit. 
Not at all. So, so yeah. yeah, I'll I'll I'll, I'll be overseas. Uh, but yeah, you guys will be enjoying. And we made a rift amongst our friends because we told them about this next episode coming out, and they were like, "We wanted it to be on that." Well, yeah, and we had. I mean, we pre. I mean, we appreciate you doing the Black History Month thing. And by the way, this isn't the end. Don't think this is like a one year thing. We're not gonna no. just stop. We're gonna do every fucking Rudy Ray Moore movie. It's but, scary how 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 like one movie rolls into fourteen movies, and the right. next thing you know, we already have like the next year planned right. out. So I'm glad you d- you dig them because we're going to do more black action heroes. And you know what? We need to because Foxy Brown was such a big one for us. We need to do more female led soup, uh, uh, super yeah. action movies. It's hard to f- uh, find them because in the '90s, you know, it wasn't quite the wokeness. Yeah, but well, we're, hey, gonna... we're open if you guys have any suggestions from like. I think our our wheelhouse is like seventy five to ninety five, like nineteen seventy five to nineteen ninety five. That area, yeah, that's a good that's a good area. So if you know any that you think are worthy of doing it, we're always open to suggestions. But yeah, Griff, what what movie we're gonna do? We're gonna do a movie much like Golden Globus Theater Podcast. There can only be one. Oh, oh, that's weird. That's a weird setup for me. Well, this next movie. Which we were very much confused about the name, and I discussed that in the episode as well, but it's uh, The Highlander. Right. We're back in canon world. Finally. (laughs) Well, they distributed it. We're not sure if they made it, but we know for a fact they distributed it. Yeah. We're back there. We're giving it to you. We're giving you the big names. Highlander. Be here next week for Highlander, and always keep it warm. Bye-bye.